Welcome to the Women's Bible Study Studio. We know it is vital to know the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Knowing God's Word brings freedom and rest. Jesus called us to walk worthy of our calling, His calling. How can we be sure that we are walking worthy of His calling? By His Spirit, we can know His Word and walk in His Word. The truth you know will make you free. Free indeed. Free to be whoever God called you to be in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Join me as I delve into the Word of God to hear what it is that He has to say through the study of His Word. Welcome to the Women's Bible Study Studio. Welcome to part two of Adopted by God. Hopefully you had the time to listen to part one. Adopted by God part one is a study of Ephesians chapter one. I would like to take a look and hear what God has to say to us in Ephesians chapter two. The book of Ephesians is not a very long book. I encourage you to read the entire book. It's in the New Testament of the Bible. Well, let's start with a brief review of chapter one. I would first like to say a short prayer. Father, thank you for your spirit by whom you teach us your word. Speak to our hearts, dear Lord, by your spirit. Bless this time with you. Illuminate your words so that we may know you, Lord, and draw closer to you. Amen. Ephesians is, um, well, Ephesians chapter 1 tells us who we are in Christ. Paul wrote this letter to the church at Ephesus. And it is a letter. The Ephesians um, received this letter from Paul with these exhortations and these teachings. God had men uh, write it down. And we have this available so that we can go to God's word to hear him speak his word to us by his spirit. Um, As I said before, to know him and draw closer to him. Well, this chapter in the Bible tells us of our adoption by God, our father, as his children. We have been predestined by God. Um, by God himself, and we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. We are accepted into the beloved and have obtained an inheritance in Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us we are co-heirs with Christ. Everything that we have, everything that we are, is because of Christ Jesus. We should keep this fact in mind as we read the Bible. Now, we are going to look, as I said, at chapter 2 in Ephesians. This chapter tells us what we have as God's children in Christ Jesus. This tells us that we were um, what we were before Christ and who we are now. Now that we have received Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. 
Let's read uh, Ephesians chapter 2, and we can start at verse 1. And you, haven't he quickened, hath he quickened, who were dead in sins and trespasses, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace, Ye are saved, and hath risen us up together, and he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Okay, so we see here, before we knew Christ, we walked according to the course of this world. We walked or had our conversation, our behavior. We lived our lives according to the course of this world, to the dictates of this world. We were conformed to the ways of the world, following the ways of the world. Our selfish desires were our motivations before Christ. But God, this chapter says, in his rich mercy, God in his mercy quickened us together with Christ, made us alive together with Christ to show forth the exceeding riches of his grace. We have been enlivened. We have been quickened by God's Spirit. How magnificent. Praise the Lord. We now sit in Christ in heavenly places. Now we are the holy temple of the Lord, the habitation of God. We should take a moment to stop and consider this. He dwells in us. This chapter is so rich in God's love, and it tells us who we are and that we are where he chooses to dwell. Verse 8 tells us God did this because of his rich mercy toward us. Now, let's review what we have heard from God's Spirit in this chapter of Ephesians thus far. And I have to tell you, uh, I preface this uh, review and let you know that, of course, I've read the whole book. And this re review includes um, a review of the entire chapter. I, however, did not read the entire chapter. We just read verses 1 through 10. Okay, so let's look and review Ephesians chapter 2. Um, before Christ, we were in our trespasses and sins. After Christ, we have been quickened 
and enlivened. We've been made alive through Christ. We walked according to the course of this world, but now we are seated together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We were Gentiles, or not Jews, uncircumcised. We were without Christ and without God. Now we are fellow citizens. We have been grafted in and we have been included in the circumcision in Christ Jesus. Before Christ, we were aliens. We were foreigners. We were strangers. We were far off is what that means. We did, did not know God. Now, after Christ, we have been made nigh or near to God. Before Christ, we knew his enmit the enmity. We knew his wrath. We were without hope. But now we have God's peace. He, Jesus, is our peace. Now we have become the habitation of God, the holy temple of our Heavenly Father. Verse 20 in chapter 2 tells us that Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone of this holy temple, the chief cornerstone of this habitation. And we are a part. We know that God dwells in us and we are his temple. Now, we can walk in the spirit. We can walk worthy of our calling walk in the good works he has before ordained. We do the good works God has preordained or planned for us. In part one, we talked about the fullness of God and how Christ is the fullness of God and that we are Christ's body. So we are, are the um, fullness of God as his body. God fills all things everywhere with himself and for himself, including us. I'll read it directly from the Bible. This sums up everything I just said. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Again, I'll read it. It's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23. And it says, which is his body, Christ's body, the body of Christ, the fullness of him, the body of Christ, the fullness of him. We are the fullness of Christ Jesus that filleth all in all. He has done all this, all things, everything for himself and by himself. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapters 1 and 2 are so rich in God's love for us. We can know God is our Father. We can know we are his children, his people. And we can cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, denoting endearment. We can cry out to God or make an impassioned plea to entreat our Father to hear us. This means that we have an intimate relationship with Him. We can know it was God the Father's pleasure 
to make us his people and fill us with the Holy Ghost, the earnest of our inheritance. The Amplified Bible states it this way, the Spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, or a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, his believers, to the praise of his glory. So that spirit is our, is God's pledge. It's God's uh, promise to us as his people. We are the uh, we are believers in Christ Jesus. So we are his purchased possession. We have God's promise. And God is not a man that he should lie. He will not break his promise made to his people for their preservation and benediction. The Bible tells us God is not a man that he should lie, as I said. And I'd like to quote this scripture. It's Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, n neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? So we can know God is always there to help us, to hear us, to answer us. Praise the Lord. That is so good. It's awesome to know that God can be trusted and that he is always there. Okay, our time is come to an end. It's time to close this podcast. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for joining in on this study of Ephesians, to take some time to study the chapter, um, chapter two and chapter one. If you haven't heard that one, um, check it out. Be encouraged to continue to read and study your Bible and be encouraged to read the entire book of Ephesians. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for loving us so much that you purposed in yourself to call us back to you, Father. You have done this so that we can know you. Thank you, God, for adopting us as your own and sealing us with your spirit until you come back again. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me in the Women's Bible Study Studio. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will receive a notification when new episodes are uploaded. Like the episode you will enjoy. Look for interactive questions. I will post to selected episodes. Feel free to post your responses and comments. I am looking forward to hearing what God is speaking to you. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Speak a word of encouragement to someone who may need to hear a word from the Lord.